0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this lesson because this is called reconstructing. And we're dealing with people that have deconstructed, but also all, for all of us, guys. Um, and deconstruction just means this. For the last 15 years, we've had a group of people that grew up in the church. And they came to age and they said, why do I believe what I believe? And they began to examine it. They deconstructed, which is a good thing. Examining is a good thing. But then they couldn't reconstruct, so we have a lot of people out there. Some have been heard in church, some have just lost faith, they don't understand. So we thought, let's do this series, but then also for all of us, it's going to build our faith and increase our understanding. So today we're gonna talk about reconstructing Jesus And it might sound simple, but it's really important, and you'll see why. So recently I was at a place of business, just a couple weeks ago, locally, I'm at a place of business, and I'm dealing with the front person. Very, very nice, sweet person. And uh, I had been in there before, but this time she looked at me and she said, you're Pastor Joe, aren't you? And I said, I am. And she said, I don't go to church. Um, She says, I'm such a good person I'm gonna to go to heaven because I'm a good person. And I thought, did she read my notes? Because I had my notes finished already. I'm like, whoa, I get to minister to this wonderful woman. So I said to her, I said, you, I can tell you're a good person. And she, she just, treat, I mean, what a great front person. Treated me like gold. And I could tell she was just that kind of person. But I said, that's not enough. You can't go to heaven just because you're a good person. And actually you can't go to heaven just because you attend church or you're a member of a church. You have to come to accept Christ and believe that he is God the son and he died for your sins. And I could tell she wasn't buying what I was selling, which is okay. So I said to her, I wanna give you a new prayer. I'd like you to just pray this on a regular basis. Just say, God, if Jesus is real, open up my eyes to him. And I said, that's all you have to do. And I asked her, are you willing to do this? She said, yeah. So I've been praying for her like crazy because only God can open up our eyes to who Jesus is. But I noticed people just don't understand who Jesus is, even in church. And we're gonna see that. I wanna just share some stats with you first. And I thought I'd deal with a couple offshoots of Christianity and understand I'm not coming against any of these people, I'm just telling you what headquarters believes, even though some of the people may not even know what headquarters believes, uh, they might have accepted Jesus. And I've met some, especially on this first one that have, and that would be the Mormons. Listen to this. Mormons believe that Jesus is the son of God, but that he was created and didn't always exist. They believe that Satan, when he was Lucifer, and Jesus were brothers created at the same time. They also believe that salvation through Jesus isn't enough. So if you were to Google Mormonism, this is what headquarters believes. Again, I know some Mormons that have accepted Christ, they're not even aware of what headquarters believes, right? But this is what they believe, and it would be 100% contrary to what the Bible teaches. So maybe you picked it out and say, that's not what the Christian Bible teaches, that's not what the Catholic Bible teaches about Jesus, right? And listen to this next one. Jehovah Witnesses believe Jesus was a created being, emphasis created, right? And is a lesser God than God the Father, who they call Jehovah. They believe Jesus, when born on the earth, was a mere human, not God in the flesh. And so that would be 100% contrary to what our Bible teaches. And we, we need to reconstruct Jesus, make sure we understand that, right? How about the Muslims? Muslims believe Jesus was one of five elite prophets and nothing more, so if you talk to a Muslim, they'll say, I believe in Jesus, he was a prophet, and they believe he was one of the five elite prophets, and you know, Jesus also stood in the office of a prophet, but he was much more than a prophet, so this is what a lot of the major religions and some offshoots of Christianity believe, but what do Americans as a whole believe? Listen to this, I was shocked. 52% of Americans believe Jesus was a great teacher but not God. I would have thought it was higher than that. And 36% of Americans believe Jesus was God. That's, that's good, at least 36. But can you all agree, over in Borman, online here, in Warren, TCI, we have quite a missions field here, right? 52% of Americans don't believe Jesus was God, and you can't go to heaven, you can't accept him as Savior until you believe that, right? And 12% didn't give an answer. They're like, I don't know. And so 64% of Americans just don't don't know what the Bible teaches about Jesus. So that's why we want to reconstruct Jesus. But now, in a moment, we're not going to put it on the screen yet. I want to show you what evangelical Christians believe, and I want to make sure you know what an evangelical Christian is, okay? An evangelical Christian is a Christian that goes to an evangelical church. An evangelical church is a church where the pastor teaches Jesus is God, He's always existed. He's the only way to heaven. And so these people are in great churches, right? And so they should know who Jesus is. But I was shocked at this stat, and I think there's many reasons. I think one is uh, most people make church either online or here. It's just like once a month on average for many people, so maybe they miss that sermon, right? And then other people... um, they have the world programming them, all of us do, so maybe they've begun to believe what the world's programming them to believe. So I was just shocked because if you go to an evangelical church, they're gonna say, Jesus is God, he's always existed, he wasn't created, he's the only way to heaven, and they're gonna, most of them, do altar calls. So here's what the stat is. 30% of evangelical Christians believe that Jesus was merely a great teacher. It's like, I'm not doing a good job. And, and, 63% of evangelicals believe Jesus was the son of God and existed before he was born. That's pretty good. But this, that leaves 7% if you want to go for 100%. And they don't have any opinion, which I was kind of shocked at that. So 37% of evangelicals say he's either a great teacher or I, I don't know what he was. And guys, this is really important that we come to know who Jesus is. But what's really amazing is in Jesus' day, He asked the same question. And listen to this, Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, now when Pastor Joe Jr. ministered, he really explained this. I'm not gonna say the same thing since he said it, but if you didn't hear his message, listen to it. He explained all the details about Caesarea Philippi. Verse 14, they replied, some say you're John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So even back then, people are just saying, you're a prophet, you're a good teacher. And so Jesus is saying, so I've been here almost three years and this is what they're saying about me? Listen to what goes on, verse 15. But what about you, asked Jesus. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And that's a loaded statement. It means you 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 were not created, you've always been God, you always existed, you came into a human body, that's what it's referring to. You came from heaven to earth to save us. And Peter, I always feel like he's, if, if I were living and I was a disciple, I would probably be Peter, I'd take his place, because he, 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 he put his foot in his mouth a lot, and he didn't get a whole lot right, and I'm kinda like that, it takes me a while to get things. And, and he got it before any of the other 11 did. But here's why, verse 15, or verse 17. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood or a human being, you didn't just get this in a teaching, but my Father in heaven. And this is why I talked about that front person in the business, I said, pray this prayer. God, if Jesus is real, open my eyes up to him. This has to happen in all of our lives. There has to be a time when God opens up our eyes to who Jesus is. For me, I was 19. For my kids, and many of you are like my kids, they grew up in church, so they may look at you and say, I don't know when it was, but I've just always believed Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so for someone like that, you might have always believed, but there has to be that moment when we say, you know what, I believe it, and only God can open up our eyes our understanding to who Jesus is. And that's what he did with Peter. So that's why Peter got the answer and the other guys didn't. So we wanna just talk about who Jesus is. I have a big idea for this lesson, guys. And I think it's really important. The big idea says it all, and it goes like this. When we get Jesus right, every part of our life will be made right. Remember how we talked about in Joe's lesson, Pastor Joe Jr., we talked about Jesus being the foundation, the cornerstone. He talked about the plumb line. And when you understand who, how, who Jesus is, then God can get and bring every part of your life to perfection. He can bring you to a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of freedom. He can deliver you from uh, any kind of addiction, any kind of sin, but we have to have Jesus correct first. And so by the time we walk out, I wanna make sure, man, we understand who Jesus is. So. I came up with what I call the three most important facts about Jesus. And I prayed my heart out for God to open all of our eyes up further. I know the majority of you know this, but remember the stats on evangelical churches. It was was shocking to me. And we wanna make sure we know who Jesus is. I can't force him on anyone, so I'm not gonna try to force him on anyone that's visiting, but just pray that prayer. God, if Jesus is real, open up my eyes to him. Here's the first fact, guys. Jesus is God. And it's understood, not created, he is God. He's as much God as the Father and as God the Holy Spirit. And I thought I'd read a verse just so we can see what we believe as a church. And it's Matthew 28:19. Therefore go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the son and the holy spirit so we believe that there's one god but three persons god the father god the son god the holy spirit it's exactly what the catholic church believes and teaches too and i don't fully understand it and you've heard me say this before if you've come to believers i don't know that i'd follow a god i could fully understand but i know it i know it to be true because god opened up my eyes and i know jesus and is real, and I know there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and what I want you to see is Jesus is as much God as God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. He wasn't created. He always existed, and that is really important. And when I accepted Christ, I made out him known all the details. I just saw he was the Christ, the son of the living God. But we, we need to learn these things, and many of you know them. I wanna take us all up to another level. If your faith has been deconstructed, I want you to just see. This is the most important thing. If we get Jesus right, every part of our life will be made right. And so uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they talk about Jesus' birth from the earthly perspective, but John talks about it from the unseen heavenly perspective. And listen to what's said in John 1:14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And notice it's verse 14. They're finishing up all the thoughts in verses one through 13. And I read it for this reason. I want you to see when John says the word, he means Jesus. Notice, the Word became flesh. That's referring to his birth when he was born as a baby. And then notice, he's the only son from the Father. There's just one God, Jesus the Son. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when we read the verses above, we want to know, hey, the Word is Jesus. And the Word was made flesh. We're going to talk about that in a moment. He dwelt among us. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But let's go back up to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word or Jesus. So the beginning is when time uh, was created. The universe is like a big clock and it began to tick. And and notice, the Word was already there. The Word was there. He wasn't created, He existed. He's the creator. Listen as it reads on. And the Word was with God. That would be the Father, the Holy Ghost. And if we stop there, we'd say, well, is he, is he as much God as the Father? Yeah, and the Word was God. So Jesus, the Word, is as much God as the Father, as much God as the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. He was in the beginning with God, referring to the Father, the Holy Ghost, and all things came into being through him, and apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. And that is Amazing. Jesus is God. He wasn't created. He's not lesser. He's God. And what's really mind-blowing, and we'll talk about it in a moment, is he came into a human body. That's really amazing. And here's what else is amazing. From now on, when you read the Gospels, I want you to think about this. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want you to think about Everything Jesus said would be the same thing God the Father says. Every response he had to people and their needs would be the same response that God the Father, God the Holy Spirit would have, and that's important. So uh, Philip said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, show us the Father. And it really upset Jesus. He was really upset. He's like, how long I been with you, boy? You You don't know me and the Father are one? And listen to what he says. John 14, nine. Jesus replied, don't you even know who I am, Philip? Even after all this time, I have been with you. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? And I think this is really amazing because here's what Jesus is saying. I'm as much God as the Father, the Holy Spirit, who they didn't even understand at the time. And if you've seen me, I do everything just like God because we're one. We're one God, three persons. And if you've witnessed what I've taught, if you've witnessed how I've responded to people's needs, if you've witnessed to how I reacted, he's saying, you've seen how God thinks. And I just think that's amazing. So I wanna encourage you, the next time you're reading your Bibles in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you see what Jesus did, just remember, that's how God is. He is God, and that's how God responds. Every time you pray to the Father, he is the same as Jesus, and he wants to do those same things in each and every one of our life. So when we get Jesus right, everything else in our life will be made right. What do we have to understand about Jesus? He's God. Wasn't created. Always existed. He's the creator, and that is amazing. Here's the second thing. I think it's also very important, and it goes like this. Jesus, God, the son, entered into a human body. And that's what it means here in John 1.14. The word became flesh. That means he came into a human body. And I'm really, I love sci-fi movies and I know they're not true, but I really enjoy them. And I don't know why. And my wife hates sci-fi. So I have to watch those things all by myself or with one of my kids. But, but you know, it's sad, isn't it? And, and so, so, but in sci-fi, you have body snatchers. You have shape shifters. And that's when someone takes over someone else's body, right? And, and Jesus could have came to earth very nicely. He could have said to an adult person, hey, I need your body. You get to go to heaven early and then go inside that body, right? But he didn't. When he became flesh, guys, I want you to think about what Jesus did. He decided I'll be born as a baby. That's crazy. Think of what he said. The creator of the universe said, I'll be born as a baby. That's who Jesus is. And I will allow myself to become that vulnerable to be raised by earthly parents, to have to be fed by my mom, to have to have my diaper changed. Can you imagine creator of the universe had to have his diaper changed? He was God inside that body. And then he had to submit to his parents' authority. That's pretty crazy. The creator of the universe had to submit to Joseph and Mary. That's like, whoa. My stepdad and my mama, I, that, that had to be really tough, right? And he felt everything we feel. He was tempted in every way like we are. He became flesh. That's amazing. I want to share a story with you. It's an interesting story. And, uh, my wife told me I shouldn't share it, so I want you to know that up front. Let me know in the lobbies or email me. She just said, that's sad. Don't share it. And I said, sometimes sad stories are good because uh, when you're shocked, you remember things. So I want you to remember this. So there, there was a lady. Her name was Kitty Genovese, right? Da-na-na-na-na-na. Here, her grandpa might have been the godfather. I don't know. But she was 28 years old, and she was a bartender, and she came home one morning, 2 a.m. in the morning, after working, closing up the bar, and in front of her, com- her apartment complex, it was one of those cool summer nights, windows were open, a guy attacks her and begins to stab her. Right in front of her apartment complex. She begins to scream bloody murder. And here's the headlines, take a look at the headlines. Uh, 37 people, 37 people looked out of their windows and not one came down. To help her. That's crazy. So this is taught in psychology classes. It's also taught at police academies. And the big question is why didn't anybody come down to help, right? And they're just, they want to help people understand what happened here, but it's crazy. Uh, She's screaming bloody murder from the start and lights go on and people begin to look out their windows, 37 of them. And the guy freaked out who was stabbing her and ran away. She's still alive but then he noticed no one came down, so he came back and continued to stab her, and then somebody screamed from the window, he ran one more time, and then nobody came down, so he went back and finished the job and raped her. It's terrible, it's terrible. No one came down, and here's why. Here's the conclusion. In order to come down, they would have made themselves vulnerable or killable. It's like, I might get killed. Remember, New York City, they did away with the Second Amendment, so they're not allowed to have guns in New York City. And this happened in Queens. And so they don't have a gun. They're gonna have to bring a knife to a knife fight. And they're like, I don't know if I can beat this guy. So nobody came down to help her. They were all afraid, because I could die if I go down there. Why do I share this story? Jesus was looking out of the windows of heaven. And he saw humanity. He saw the enemy beating us up, man. He saw us oppressed, depressed, in bondage, unaware of our purpose, our destiny, without joy, without peace, without heaven as a home. And he's looking out of heaven, and I don't know about you, but I'm excited he decided to come to the earth. And one scholar says it this way. One scholar says Jesus, in coming into a human body, made himself Killable, not just vulnerable, killable. Uh, now we know that Jesus inside, the God inside, the Spirit of God there. We know Jesus couldn't die, but his body could and he could feel pain. And he said, You know what? I love you guys so much. I'm going to come down to earth and I'm going to become flesh and I'm going to make myself vulnerable. I'm going to make myself killable so I can set you free. And that's amazing. And that's Jesus coming to the earth. And we should give it up because it's just a give up moment, man. Thank you, Jesus, and I love. I love what Saint Augustine said. Uh, He said this: Man's maker was made man that he, ruler of the stars, might be held at his mother's chest; that the bread might hunger, the fountain thirst. The light sleep, the way be tired on its journey, the truth might be falsely accused, the teacher be beaten with whips, the foundation be suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, and that life might die. Jesus made himself killable, and he did that for each and every one of us. And so when we get Jesus right, every part of our life will be made right. He is God. He's as much God as God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. He always existed. He came down here and took on himself a human body, experienced everything we did, made himself vulnerable and killable, and then he died for us. Now, this third one is really amazing because Jesus isn't here, but he is. Here's my third incredible fact. Jesus was God in our midst, And God is still in our midst. He's still with us via the Holy Spirit. But listen to our verse again, John 1, 14. And the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. God hung out with us, guys. And we read that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we saw his glory. Glory is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So how cool must it have been to be alive when God dwelt among us? It's pretty cool to watch God in action pretty cool and I've taught on this before and one of the things I always say is when I was a young Christian I used to think man I wish I could have been there and witnessed God and talked to God inside Jesus that human body right oh, that would have been so amazing but you know what we come to learn that we're better off than they were that God's still with us And it's really exciting. So listen to this, John 16, 5. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, uh, uh, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So Jesus is telling them, I have to die. I'm gonna go back to God the Father. I'm gonna go to heaven. And they're really, really sad. So he's trying to help them out. He's trying to help all of us out And listen to the very next thing he says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is profound. It is to your advantage. That means you're better off that I go away. And it's not so we can have our sins forgiven. That's one thing that happened, but that's not what he emphasizes. It's to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, and I added this, John 14, 26 says, that's the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will not come to you. If I don't leave, he can't come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And he's here. And Jesus said this, guys. As cool as it was to have God dwelling in our midst, and he dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. Here's what Jesus is saying. For you and I, we're better off living now than with the disciples. Think about that. Why? Why? Well, because when Jesus was here, he could only be in one place at one time. And I know God's omnipresent, but we're talking about the manifested presence of God. And he could only be in one place at one time. So if he went home with three of the disciples, nine of the disciples didn't have him. And if he was talking to a crowd, all the other people, God wasn't around. And so he could only be in one place at one time because he's in a human body. And here's what's so cool. Now God, the Holy Spirit, who's as much God as Jesus and the Father, he now lives inside of you. And it's better to have God in you than God outside in a human body, it's way better. When we go home today, God's going home with all of us and that's pretty cool. And listen to one scripture here, Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16, it reads like this. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The word temple means holy house. And it's just referring to a sanctuary. It's, it's like the tabernacle of Moses or the temple that Solomon built. It's where the Holy of Holies was and the Ark of the Covenant, a type of God's manifested presence was. And the Bible says this, if you've accepted Jesus, you're not perfect. We all mess up. We, none of us live perfect lives, but on the inside, we've been made so holy, as holy as the Holy of Holies, that the Holy Spirit literally lives inside of us. And that, it's exciting. So in, in, in two weekends, like next weekend, I'm finishing up Reconstructing, and I'm going to talk about Reconstructing Parenting. And if you're not a parent, the principles in it will change all of our lives forever. So that's next week, finishing this up. And then we're going to begin a series called Spring Cleaning. I'm really excited about, we're going to talk about wiping all the cobwebs off of certain things in our life and cleaning them up right and and. The, the second lesson is on the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna talk about what he actually will do in your life and how you can connect with him. So I'm excited about that. But right now, reconstructing Jesus, when we get Jesus right, everything else in our life will be made right. Who's Jesus? He's the Son of God. He's as much God as the Father. He always existed. He's the one that came in a human body made himself killable so he can die for us. He went back to heaven, but not only did he wash your sins away, he sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. And now God is with us 100% of our days. And that is amazing. And we should give it up just one more time because it's exciting. Oh, is it exciting? It is so awesome. And I don't know about you, I enjoy just reminding myself of these things. So many of us know these things. Whoa, is it amazing? And then for some... I'm hoping if you didn't see it, your prayer will be, God, open up my eyes to who Jesus is. If what Pastor Joe said is true, open up my eyes to it. Some of you know some people that have deconstructed their faith. Send them this message. Let them watch it and pray for them. Let God do what only he can do because if we get Jesus right, every part of our life will be made right and he is amazing. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for who Jesus is and for what Jesus has done and what he's doing in all of our lives. Lord, here's our heart's prayer. Make Jesus more and more real to each and every one of us. Make the Holy Spirit, who is as much God as Jesus, make him real to us too, Lord. And The fact he wants to work in our life and do what only he can do. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, you say, Pastor Joe, I just, I'm not sure right now just say, whisper a prayer, God, if Jesus is real, open up my eyes to him. And for some of you, I believe God's done that. So whether you're listening in Borman, online, TCI, here in Warren, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask you a question. If you say to me, Pastor Joe, I believe this, but I can't remember a day when I said, Jesus, I accept you as my savior today's a great day. Maybe you're a member of a church. Maybe you attend church, but you say, I I can't remember ever accepting Jesus as my savior. Um, Or maybe you came in saying, I'm not even sure if God exists. That's where I was at 19. And I love the fact God opened up my eyes to Jesus. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, you say, Pastor Joe, I believe he's the Christ, the son of the living God. I see it. I want to accept him right now. Would you pray with us? Can all of us help them pray? Boardman, Warren, TCI, online. Just say this after me. Father, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. I repent of all my sins and I accept Christ as my Savior. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of the living God who always existed, who died for all mankind, who was raised from the dead, the only way to the Father, I accept you as my Savior, and I make a decision today to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook.